Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. This is a terrific example of when you've got way too much money, more than you'll ever need. Sting was being interviewed, and he was asked about Diddy sampling uh, Every Breath You Take. Right, yeah, he did for it for a song. Uh, he did it for the uh, Notorious B.I.G. tribute, I'll Be Missing You. Right, and that was a big hit, and he had sampled uh, uh, Sting and uh, didn't ask for permission. So they had to work that out, and they did. And here's Sting explaining it. Is it true that Diddy have to pay you two grand a day because he didn't have permission to sample every breath you take? Yeah. Wow. For the rest of his life. <laughs> wow. But did he ask you for permission? Yes, he did. After the fact. Yes, he did. It was after. We're very good friends, though. Now, Sting and Diddy. Yeah, I'm sure they're real tight. Oh, yeah, yeah. They spent a lot of time together. <laughs> every time they cut that check. Now, these two guys, so Sting believes that the Diddy's still paying him two grand a day uh, for the rest of his life, but it's not two grand a day. Sting has so much money, he doesn't realize that it's actually five grand a day. Diddy uh, went online and uh, said, uh, no, Sting, you're wrong. It's right. five grand a day, which is basically almost two million dollars a year. Listen, if you owed me five grand a day for life, I think I'd remember that number. What's interesting is Sting doesn't remember the number, but you know who does? Who? His ex-wife. No, oh. Stuart Copeland and Andy Summer. Oh, really? Because if you listen to it, it's the police that are in it. Right. But only Sting is paid because he wrote it. He wrote it. Yeah. Right? That's the deal right and there. So, you know, Stuart Copeland can listen to that, you know, Diddy version of mm. it and hear him drumming. Same with Andy Summer, who hears his guitar line on there. Yeah. But they aren't getting that two thousand a day or five thousand a day or anything. It's the story of a thousand bands. Yeah. You know, the Beatles. John and Paul wrote everything. George, a couple of things. Rinko next to nothing. <laughs> so you'd think with all that money the two of them could afford a last name. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> well, I guess unless Diddy's first name is Pete. Right. Um the uh, two thousand and three the twenty twenty three MTV movie and T V award uh, nominations are out and at the top of the list, Top Gun Maverick, Stranger Things, and The Last of Us leading all the nominations. Okay. Um, okay uh, a franchise that has uh, been, I guess, kind of down and out for some time. Uh, it's going to get revived. The CEO of uh, a company called Illumination said he and DreamWorks want to revive Shrek. They want to do Shrek 5, and they have all the original cast coming back, they believe. At least they anticipate that will happen. Mike Myers, Cameron Diaz, Eddie Murphy, all as Shrek, Fiona, and Donkey. Eddie, so uh, interested in it, he said, in a second I'd do it. He says, I'd even like to see Donkey get a spinoff. So, Shrek 5 on the way. There's been four? I guess so. I only remember the first two. Wow. After that, I think we lost interest. I think it was last year that they released the Chris Farley Shrek tapes. Because if you remember, he was the original cast, cast of character for Shrek mm -hmm. and the voice. Uh, but he passed away before it was completed. And so they brought Mike Myers in. And uh, I think the story is Mike Myers did it originally in his regular voice and then didn't like it and last minute redid the entire movie mm. in the accent. Um, but when you listen to the Farley version in his voice, it's a very, very different character. Mike Myers recently taking some heat. People are calling him out for having been difficult to work with. Yes, yeah. I said it all along. I, all, the, all the praising of Toronto and all that, and then he couldn't get on a private flight fast enough back to Los Angeles. There's always something I felt a little 
a little bit odd about that man. Very funny, but uh, they say difficult. And, and Dana Carvey, they've mended uh, their fences, but I guess it wasn't good between them for a very long time. Mm. J-Lo now has her own cocktail brand. Okay. It's a tequila and a vodka. And uh, supposedly not all that expensive. Uh, about 23 to bucks for a 750 milliliter bottle. Oh, so it's a brand. It's, it's a brand. not like it's just a cocktail that's named after her. No, yeah, she's, oh, got, yeah okay. she's following the likes of George Clooney and Ryan Reynolds and, right. and all those guys. What's hers called? Uh, it's called J-Lo? No, D-Lola D- and all right. Bella Berry and Pamela Rose oh. and La Orange. La Orange? Okay. I wonder if Ben's having a sip. Probably not. <laughs> Probably shouldn't. No. Speaking of Ben, hey, Ben's got something in common with you. He can be an annoying sports dad. <laughs> 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 He's got a son who plays basketball, and he'll go see the games, and he says, uh, every now and then I find myself embarrassing, not only my son, but myself. Here I am at a basketball game for 11-year-olds, loudly complaining and I'm just thinking to myself, get a hold of yourself. Don't be that dad sitting there bitching about the guys calling traveling. Right. Yes. He says, I think uh, it's a modern parenting thing. We, we really want to help our children. We want them to succeed. We love them so much. And yet the real challenge is to get out of the way and let them do it on their own. Yeah, it really is an odd thing because I remember playing some sports as a kid. And my, my father, although like me, this is probably where I get it from, he really wasn't interested anyhow. So... He was not one to be yelling and screaming, but I don't remember a lot of the parents. Sure, there was a few, but it seems like, to me, like a majority of them all got something to say. They're all yelling and screaming these days. Mm. Yeah, I, I think well, yeah, part of it is that, you know, for me growing up and playing hockey, my dad didn't understand the game. He didn't know the rules, and he would only yell at me. And I think <laughs> <laughs> I've improved somewhat in my yelling, but I yell at my kids, not right. others, generally. Right. Uh, unless I'm on the bench and coaching, and then I'm... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But you're yelling for your kids in that point, right? I can see that. Your annoyance level must go away. (laughs) Like if I walked into an arena by mistake, and it would have to be a mistake, (laughs) and I heard you screaming, I'd be like, okay, somebody put a puck right in my teeth. I need need to go to the hospital right away. Actually, you know, it's funny. When I was uh, seeing the uh, urologist the other day, there I am on my pants down, and I hear you on a commercial. Oh, really? I said, I can't get away from this guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> was it a depression one? <laughs> Erectile dysfunction? <laughs> yeah, it probably should have been where I was. I wasn't there for that. Oh. No. I, I got an overactive bladder. The only thing about me that's overactive. <laughs> got that on my business card now. Uh, remember the 2002 kids movie Master of Disguise with Dana Carvey? Yes. He turtle, turtle, turtle. Yeah, Pistachio Disguise was his name. Well, <laughs> it was a ridiculous movie, wasn't it? It was. It, it really bombed. It did not do well. But I've, uh, since, since it came out, my kids loved it when they were little, and I just thought it was ridiculously bad. But I've actually seen bits and pieces of it since, and it, it actually has some funny moments. Um, but here's an odd story. While they were filming it, 9-11 happened. They were on set when that all happened, and so they did a moment of silence. But Dana says, the problem was I was already made up in my turtle man outfit with the bald cap, the pointy turtle lips, and the shell. He says, there I am standing in a circle with a bunch of other people, heads down, having a prayer in this dumb turtle outfit. <laughs> that would be awkward. Yeah. Jack Black is just like you and I, just like all of us. Jack Black describes the perfect day. He says, you know, it would start with a long walk. Love to play uh, frisbee. Get a good frisbee session in at the park. 
get a little cardio going, get the heart pumping. And he says, I, I would love a, a delicious meal, an Indian meal. Uh, he says, a good movie, maybe a little love making. That would be perfect. And he says, but what would really make it spot on perfect is uh, a perfect number two. A perfect poo. A one wiper, he calls it. A one wiper. Yeah. And I think that's true of all of us. You sit down, you have a really great poop. Even if a day's going bad, you've right. lost your job, your wife's left you, it'll all turn it around. A good poop. I'd have to cancel the Indian meal if I wanted that. <laughs> Remember the story of Ace Freely? He said he was going to destroy Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. Well, he's rescinded on that. I'm sure they're lawyers have actually called him and said, settle down. But he was saying that if he didn't get a phone call from both of them with an apology, he was going to go public with all sorts of stories he has on right, that. Right, yeah. All sorts of dirt, right? Well, he says, Paul Stanley did call me, but what he did was he called me and he said, F you, Ace, I'm not going to apologize, and then he hung up. <laughs> oh, Stormy Daniels. You know, she owes Trump more dough now, but I think she's probably got it in the bank. Because uh, Stormy Daniels on Pornhub, on Pornhub is up 32,400% wow. since the beginning of the year. She's had 650,000 more views. So she, she's doing just fine. Right. We won't worry about Stormy. Yeah. Trump, on the other hand, he's got Lindsey Graham begging to send him money now. He's basically doing porn. <laughs> uh, if I can make a suggestion... Uh, uh, if you're going to peruse some Stormy, okay, go Mission Stormy. <laughs> Great movie. This is another one of uh, those examples of at least you're not this guy. And we love whenever this happens. We love to share these. Guy went to Reddit looking for advice after his wife wanted to name their baby, their unborn baby, their first child, wanted to name him. Charles Manson. Whoa. Jeffrey Dahmer not available. <laughs> now, there's a reason why she wants to do this. I mean, he's been trying to talk her down, but she was having none of it. She was committed to naming the kid Charles. Maybe she should be committed. Perhaps. Maybe the child should be taken away once it's born. But no, she had a legit reason. Their last name, of course, is Manson. Okay. Her brother's name was Charles. So her maid, her 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 maiden name is not Manson. Her, her married name is. Gotcha. So she, she wants to pay tribute to her brother who passed away. I. So uh, he was saying, her husband. I I get it. I understand why you would want to pay tribute to your brother. He just passed away like a year ago. But you realize your married name now is Na Manson. Yes. I've had to deal with, you know, you, you could say to her, just from having the name Manson has been a bit of a uphill climb in his life. Is it, uh, well, there's been so many other Mansons, so kind of take away from that mm -hmm. baby. But if they went with just Charlie, I think still. Does that change it? Chuck? No, I don't think so. He, um, the husband pointed out that having the same name as a serial killer might not be ideal. But she said it's been long enough and no one would make the connection. Now, the murders happened 54 years ago and Manson died in 2017. But people still know the name right. Charles Manson. So people on Reddit were saying, well, find a compromise. Like, make Charles his middle name or use her brother's middle name as the kid's first name. Whatever it is, it can't be worse than Charles Manson. Yeah. Hitler Manson. Right. Go with Hitler Manson. Adolf <laughs> um, Manson. There's some... Uh, there's been a bit of an update, though. Someone uh, following him yesterday said his wife is finally buckled after reading all the Reddit comments. Make it a middle name. 
Well, that's what they said. Yeah, and they like take yeah. the brother's first name and make it the middle it's, name. Yeah, it's just, it's just yeah. you, you, there's so many ways around that. You would think. Yeah. I, I get it. Listen, I, it's close. It's personal. But obviously, she just lost him in the last year. You know, a touching tribute. But you really, I think many, there's many parents that really have to give some thought yeah. about growing up with this name. Not yeah. what it means to you, but what it will mean to them. Every time he's asked his name, what's your name? Charles Manson. Pardon? <laughs> Charles Manson. <laughs> Anyhow, they've gone now with uh, Kian Summit Manson. Okay. And there's a nod there to her brother. One of his favorite places to go camping was Summit Lake in Indiana. Right. So the middle name is a tribute. She's due to have... Little Chucky in about three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's a close one and a tough one. Yeah. Any, listen, anytime you're dealing with a family member who wants to name a child after a dead family member, and if the name is different, strange, odd, mm-hmm. you're like, well, what? The, how do we get out of this? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Want to name the kid Orbit because you had some. <laughs> I mean, if you'd been around space, or if that's where they were conceived. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. It's all good. Anyhow, there will not be another Chucky Manson. Good to know. We're all safe. I had a bit of a delayed April Fool's joke here <laughs> when I uh, arrived this morning. I uh, I had mentioned yesterday how disappointed I was with Kid Rock and how I was for a very long time a big fan, and I just thought that video he posted was ridiculous and asinine. And I had sent a, an email to uh, Doug Elliott, our program director, and Lorianne, our music director. And I just said, hey, listen, I just said on the air that I never want to play Kid Rock ever again. And that if he gets scheduled in other parts of the day, that's fine. But I'd prefer he not get scheduled in the morning show. Not that we play much of him anymore anyhow. I can't remember the last time we actually played a Kid Rock song. Yeah, a couple times you may hear like Ball with the Ball overnight or something like that. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, so I get in this morning, and we have music logs. basically shows you all the songs you're going to play and the commercials you're going to play and, and, and all of that, and then we fill in the blanks. And uh, I noticed that the first song on the top of my music log is Kid Rock All Summer Long. <laughs> and I say, you've got to be bleeping kidding me. <laughs> then I take a closer look, and I notice every song on the music log is all Kid Rock all day. Or at least till 9 o'clock this morning. And we play all summer long, about 12 times. Yeah. <laughs> I think we only had about four or five songs to <laughs> possibly plug in. Yeah. Uh, that's very funny. Thank you, Doug Elliott. That's good. You yeah. got me. Oh, that Dougie. He's a funny fella, that Dougie. He's all excited yesterday. <laughs> Calling me, interrupting my nap. He's hey, I got a great idea. To think he spent all day. See, he's got a lot of time on his hands. He spent all day working on this. <laughs> when he's supposed to be fighting the man about our raises. That's right. Can't seem to find time to do that. Wasting paper. <laughs> Instead. Actually, very, very funny, Doug. Actually, oh, all Kid Rock Thursday. Yeah, yeah. It might. You know what? We might be all Kid Rock every every day, Monday through Friday in the morning show. Just Lucky Craig and Kid Rock. Anyhow, that's a good one, Dougie. You got me. I'll keep that music log. I uh, I I recorded your tirade. By oh, the way, <laughs> not for air. No, it never is. <laughs> A lot of, almost 99% of the stuff we say when the mics are off is not for air. Yeah, it gets a little salty in here sometimes. A parenting expert 
who's big on social media, says there's one phrase every parent should say to their kid, especially when they're young. It can help them trust you more and even help with bad behavior. Okay. And that phrase is, shut the hell up! (laughs) (laughs) At least that's the phrase I use. Right, yes. Uh, No, the phrase is this. It can be really hard to be a kid, right? Right. You don't need to memorize it word for word. Anything close to it is fine. The point is to show them you understand their point of view and you're on their side. It also lets them know life's complicated even for kids and that's normal. She says it helps them feel seen. And when that happens, behavior problems tend to improve. Mm. So there you go. Yeah, I think I said that. We had a book. I had a book when I was a kid called It's Tough to Be a Kid, which was all about, you know, funny uh, rhymes here and there, like a Dr. Seuss type thing. But I, I think what if I ever said it to my kids, it would be, I'd be laughing mm. as I said it, very facetiously. Yeah. Uh, tough to be a kid, eh? Uh-huh. Yeah, we had a book, too, when I was a kid. I got hit with it. <laughs> The Masters gets going today. We should have spent all morning talking like the announcer. <laughs> you got to need the music. On CBS. <laughs> um, yeah, now it's uh, it's early days. It's uh, four days. They did the what, the part of three contest yesterday. And uh, do you uh, do you predict a, a winner this early in, or do you kind of wait till I, Friday or Saturday? I need to see what happens on Saturday. Moving day is on yeah. Saturday. I mean... You can't, they always say, you can't, the cliche, you can't win the tournament Thursday and Friday, but mm. you can lose it. <laughs> right, that makes sense. As you put themselves out of the running early. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll certainly be in front of the TV. I've had to uh, send out my iron lung to uh, get some renovations. Because I plan on using it quite a bit this weekend. Do the breathing for me as I lie there and do nothing but watch golf. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, well, you know, it's it's one of those things, too, where if uh, certainly I'm lucky and that the lovely Maria is into it. I couldn't imagine. It's like men who are totally into the NFL, and I had an uncle like this who would just plop himself down on a Sunday and watch football yeah. and do nothing. Yeah. And how his wife, I mean, I'm sure she just accepted it. It is what it is. They they were married a long time. Uh-huh. Didn't seem to be a problem. But I know I'd get the death stare. <laughs> if I was just lying on the couch watching football, but the golf I can get away with because she enjoys it as well. True. Okay. Yeah. Well, that that helps. Yeah. It, this is kind of really the official, unofficial, official kickoff to the golf season for yeah. so many in this area. I mean, it helps that we're going to get decent weather. Stonehenge is opening courses around the GTA, starting to open up. Yeah. Municipals in the Toronto have, have taken tea time as well, so that helps. Uh, that you can actually get out and play, although it won't quite be the same conditions. But when you see Augusta and you see, you know, the azaleas are out, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they, 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 from the drive-in down Magnolia Lane and everything is just absolutely pristine and perfect. I mean, you know, they use scissors to go around and cut <laughs> That's gonna be a around, fun job. around the hole and, and, and they spray paint green. On any spots mm. around that course, too. I mean, it's not all perfectly green. Those that aren't uh, areas are actually painted to look perfectly green. They should bring in some uh, professional uh, uh, estheticians. Yeah, begin to do a waxing, <laughs> clean it all up. Yeah, it's it's not far off, and not not many details are missed right. around that golf course. Now, what's the deal with the uh, live guys being able to play? I thought the PGA banned them. 
The Masters is a different animal. Okay. Uh, you know, they're banned from PGA Tour events. The Masters is not considered a PGA Tour oh, event really? in that sense. It's run by the Augusta National Golf Club, and invitations come from the Augusta National Golf Club. And that's why you'll get guys, you know, like Mike Weir, who doesn't play PGA tournaments anymore. He's mm. on the senior PGA or the Champions Tour. Or Sandy Lyle, past champions who no longer play on that tour, and uh, some invitees from the Asian tour and stuff like that, because that, that's who the Masters invites. Okay. Uh, you know, they invite the you know, top 50 in the world and then in the world golf rankings, and then past champions. And so those who have status and still eligibility, according to the Masters and Augusta National Golf Club, are still invited. So now, you get the Patrick Reeds, Dustin Johnson, Louis Hazen, guys right. who have, you know, bailed, Brooks Kepka. Phil Mickelson. Is he going to be there? Yeah, Phil's there. Well, what it would be weird between him and Rory because we're from that Netflix doc, Full Swing. I think Rory basically calls him an a-hole at one point in it. Yeah, and it's a lot of pressure on Rory. I don't know, you know, as much as Rory is a favorite in a lot of terms, I don't know with all the added pressure going on with the live guys being there and the drama that has, mm -hmm. uh, you know, surrounds all of that, whether or not this is his year just because of all of that. I mean, he's, he's got just as good a shot as anyone as he chews sure. it up, but there's a lot of extra on top of that, especially, you know, you know the Live Tour and Greg Norman, who, by the way, is eligible but not invited. Really? Yeah. Well, he, he runs the whole Live thing, He right? runs all of the Live, and, and he's, he could have been invited by the Masters, uh, but I guess the Nationals saying, you know what, he's only showed up two of the last ten times he's been invited, mm. and... They don't want him there for the circus that he brings. Right, right. Why did he not show up in the past? Has he always had a a, a bad relationship with the PGA? No, no. I think I think it's just you know he's one of those. There's some guys who will not show up, even though they're you know I mean if you win the Masters, mm -hmm. you're invited technically right. for for life, right? Yeah. And there's some guys who who won't show up because they can't win it. And Jack Nicholas is one where he oh, really? said, give me the ceremonial tee shot. Tom Watson doing that more recently as well, saying, you know what, I'll take the ceremonial tee shot. I will be there, mm -hmm. but I don't need to play in the tournament. And then you get other guys like, you know, Sandy Lyle, who I want to say he's like 6,000 to one or something <laughs> or beyond that mm. to, to try and win this thing. But he'll still show up. Maria, uh, Jose Maria Alathabal, another one, he, he has the privilege to show up because he's won it before. But he's really just taking a spot. Now, would they um, team up like a, a Rory with a Phil or a, a, a live guy with a PGA guy who has been outspoken about it? Yeah, you know what? I was wondering if they do that. It looks like no. Mm. Um, so far, you know, you can't control once things happen after Friday. You know, when it comes Saturday and you've had the cut and it goes by your score. So you could get those matchups happening. Wow. There just might not be a lot of talk between those Could groups. you imagine if it came down on a Sunday to a Liv player and a PGA guy battling for first? Well, Liv would love that. Yeah. You know, you know, that's, you know, both tours right now are just saying, please let us be at the top of the leaderboard. Right. And uh, it just uh, to mix the controversy because part of it is, you know, live play shorter tournaments. Mm -hmm. They, you know, they're guaranteed money before they get in there. So the idea is, sentiment is, they don't practice right as much. There's anymore, no point, right? There's, you don't need to practice and work on their craft as much. So maybe they're, they're not as skilled 
mm. going into this or prepared going into this. They're still skilled, but not as prepared going into a major as some of the PGA guys might be. So if it's a live guy at the top of this, mm. and you've got good ones. I mean, mm-hmm. Dustin Johnson's right there. Uh, Cam Smith, who, you know, is at the top of the was at the top of the game in terms of majors before he left to live this this will be a very interesting weekend and he's the one that a lot of them are upset with because he is so young you right know, you understand like the call-in what's his name's going on because they're in their 40s or their chances of winning oh he's doing like ian poulter sorry, yeah. sorry ian poulter yeah. right yeah those guys all right listen you got a family you got bills you got private jets you need some cash i get it but when you're like cam and you're what, not even 30 yeah. you know it seemed like a money grab. It's interesting because uh, I was reading an article on Golf Digest about Harold Varner III. He played on the PGA Tour and left to go to live. Same thing, he's mid-20s. Mm. And he said, I went to set up my family. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he, he said, this is for my kids and my grandkids. Mm. I'm there for the money. He said, I was given all the other talking points as, as the rest of the guys. And he said, these guys are just lying to you. Right. It's obvious. We did it for the money. Good for him. Yeah, because Dustin just couldn't bring himself around to say that. You know. <laughs> now, of course, Tiger. Dustin, in that in that Netflix documentary, Dustin kind of said more of that. Yeah. It sets up my family. Right. You know, better. I think they need more setting up. Right. They were doing okay. Yeah. I guess that, that Gretzky-Johnson combination was going to run out soon. Yeah, they were, you know, the great, 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 great grandchildren were going to struggle a little bit, perhaps. Now, of course, we have to ask Tiger, what do we think? Is he uh, in any way in contention? Or I guess you just never know. You never know. I mean, I would never put Tiger out of it. Right. But he said a lot of things in this past week about he doesn't know how many more of these he has. Mm. So it doesn't sound like he's the most confident in his game. Right. He's always been one who said, I don't enter a tournament if I don't think I can win it. But... I'm not sure he can he can hack it. And remember, this is a very hilly golf course. Right. Like the walking of of Augusta National, and that's I have not been there. And uh, but all I've ever heard from those who have is that you cannot appreciate on television the the elevation changes of the golf course and that kind of walking uphill downhill for Tiger mm. and his back and his knee and his leg, all of those injuries that he's had. To make this a really tough, tough weekend. If you remember, was it last year or whenever it was when the the video of him struggling to get out of that bunker right on Amen Amen Corners. So hey, uh, if Dustin's going to be there, that means Paulina will be there, She's right? There she oh. was. She was caddying already. I'm watching all weekend. Rock mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky, Lucky. ninety four nine The Rock.